0: Leading off with a big story of the day, here's The Drive.
1: Uh, I just trust my reads, you know, just going for one, two, three, four, five, it's not there. Or, you know, if there's something there that I you know, can use my legs. and You know, it's, it's part of my game, obviously. You know, and be able to get the ball out and, you know, throw the ball down the field and all that kind of stuff. But also... You know, it's, it's hard for the defense. They can't account for that part of it necessarily. So, when I mean, all of our guys are doing a tremendous job on the lines blocking the way they do, that gives me a great chance to, to get some first
0: downs. Niners and, and bring the heat. Wilson has an opening and runs through it. Easy first down to Russell Wilson. Across midfield. And Lenore forced him out, but not until a big game by Russell Wilson. On oh, the scramble. Able to
2: pick up 21 yards on the play. Yeah, um, it was really all about just getting the nerves off. Um, I just wanted to get tackled again. Well, tackled, yeah, tackled again and see how I felt. Um, and that's the biggest hurdle that I feel like I had left with the whole recovery process, so I'm um, just getting that out of the way. good.
0: First and 20, Push back to the 10. And to McLaughlin, Scott out to the 25-yard line, make of the 27. That's the kind of first the Broncos can get out of McLaughlin. He picks up 17. Yeah, it's part of the plan going in. It was part of the plan going in, is to play him 15 or so and then get set him some work with the first group before we made the overall change and then keep Jared in there. Listen, it's a good question. You know, it's two weeks in a row we give up the drive this week for a field goal instead of a a touchdown but again there were a lot of things tonight different than a week ago that i was encouraged with and pleased with so let's call it 32 yards final play of the game to win it or lose it
3: Levy with the call on 9 News. Cecil Lammy chilling. Adam Schechter will join us in about 12 minutes. KJ looking resplendent still. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we're good. Looks like Drew wearing his CU Buffs hat, hoping that it's not a three-win season, as been projected by all the experts there with CU. I don't know, man. They don't know what they're talking they about. He loves CU. Get out of here. Yeah, man. But were they've were, were they been out of practice? They know what's going on with Prime? Hell no. You got four wins in you, right? What would you say the other day? Three or four? I don't know.
4: Uh, you I'm pretty know. sure on Friday you were like, yeah, three, four uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't
3: know. It's nine wins for the Bucs. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a crazy. That was like, yeah, that's, that's like, like to down. All right. Okay. You know, uh, you know. well, let's go, Prime. You know he knows what he's doing, right? So, anyways, here we are on a beautiful Monday, Cecil. After the Broncos lose another close one, I thought they had this one. Right? They only needed like a couple of first downs out there with Denucci. Hey, Danucci, come
1: on. Give me a couple of first downs. You're going to get PC principal after you. But anyway, like uh, this team showed what they need to show in the first half. Like there's
3: great
2: starters.
3: All we needed from Danucci
1: was just Cecil.
3: It could have been a contender. (laughs) Get the first downs, keep the cannolis. (laughs) That's all we needed. Leave the first downs, keep the cannolis. Come on. Anuji That's all we needed. What yeah. happened there, man? They don't have
1: any depth. Uh, that's the problem with this team. Uh, they have why, don't they no why don't they have any depth? They haven't drafted well. Oh, that's right. That's right. I thought the draft didn't matter. Oh, well. well. If uh, mm. certain hosts on this show in the morning between 6 and 9 man, that's tro- think the draft doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. Crap it totally crap. doesn't matter. This is where it matters. This yeah. is where it matters. And, you know. That's been a take that has driven me crazy for years and years and years, Mike Evans. So, yeah, the draft it. is a crapshoot. No, it's not.
3: Let me throw a couple things at you, quick. Our guys, neither one of our guys got a ball thrown to him. Hmm. Montrell,
1: Grimes, nothing. Yeah, zero. You're sneaking Taylor Grimes through the practice squad, I guess. Him and Michael Bandy have have great training camps. Are you cutting Montrell? Uh, me? <laughs> he wouldn't have been drafted, but. It doesn't matter. Is he your best return man? Because that's how he has to make this team. And I can't say for certain, totally unbiased opinion, like I can't say for certain he is your best return man. So what are we doing here?
3: The Niners punted the ball three times. Uh, we have zero returns from <laughs> Listen, there's just ways to manipulate things in special teams so you don't get hurt that much. Hey, Julio had a 44-yard return. He also had a muffed kickoff. Right. What matters more?
1: Uh, the muff, honestly.
3: Of course it does. Yeah, of course. Because forty-four yards guarantees you the uh, It Doesn't matter the 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 fumble and they fumble too on a punt. Mm-hmm. They screwed it up. And nice hustle by the Broncos to figure that one out. Overall right. with Russ, what what are you giving Russ? What do you see for Russ?
1: There? I'm giving Russ a solid A. I'm okay. not going to say A plus right, for the people good. saying he's running too much. That's surface level. Don't be that. Uh, for the people saying like it's perfect and he 's the greatest ever like let 's not get crazy like that 's a solid a performance from Russell Wilson. This is the Russell Wilson that you wanted when you added him when you traded everything for him. How would you grade the offensive line uh it 's not a passing grade that 's for sure. give it to me yeah i well i don 't know d <laughs> How D- does Russ get an A and the offensive line gets a D? Because he's running the system, and the system's trying to cover up for that offensive line, which it should. Sean Payton has learned that enough through training camp. You're going to have to get rid of the ball quickly or run, and we saw Russ do that. He was very clear and very decisive in his reads. He's, it's funny in that sound clip. He's like, I just go through the reads. One, two, three, four, five. No, no, no. Uh, Russ, Russ, baby. Two. <laughs> well, high, low, run. High, low, maybe a dump off, so maybe you're getting a three. But, like, your reads on this team? It's two. So what do you think he's getting and what's he not getting? Russ? Mm -hmm. As far as what the coaches want out of him? Uh, He will revert sometimes into the hold the ball too long Russ. That's not Seattle Russ. By the way, that's the part of Seattle Russ that you do not want. He's holding on the ball too long. He's Seattle Russ. Yeah, there were parts of Seattle Russ that weren't good. And I need him to just 1,000% trust in Sean Payton because Sean Payton's offense is designed to, one, get guys open, or, two, provide rushing lanes for Russ. Cortland so, Sutton didn't have a target. Why? Uh, Russ didn't have enough time to get through his progressions to where Court's at. Was that a problem? Mm. It will be. Will but Court's be? not going to get a ton of targets anyway. He there's one, not. There's one receiver how on this tar- offense. How many targets is, uh, is Court going uh, On the season, probably about 75. And that's targets, not catches. Catches would be more around 50. Oof. Uh, Jerry Judy's going to get probably 100 targets, and let's hope uh, 80 catches. You know, something like that. Um, so this, this is a
3: harbinger of things to
1: come. This is what this offense is going to be. They're going to run the heck out of the ball, play great defense, only pass when they need it. When they play Kansas City, they're going to pass 35 Just times.
3: checking. We got a quarterback who's, what is, what is it, 40 million, whatever, Yeah, whatever number. So he's making 40. What's court making? 14? Yeah. 14. Mm-hmm. Judy's, well, he's on a rookie, rookie contract, contract, so yeah. you're kind of okay there. But he's in a
1: contract year.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got uh, 14, you got 40, you got, you know, Judy, talent. It's a lot of money. To I run the ball. To, to run the ball. Yeah, to hand it off. To run the ball. But that's what you have to do. But listen, this is what else you got. You got Bolsey over there. He's making 12-something. Yeah. Ben. Uh, Powers. He's making 14-something. I don't know. Yeah, something. Lloyd on his final year. all right. Uh, Quinn, Rooker Then you got Blanche. Uh, like a million? A mm-hmm. hundred billion? Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's making a lot. Yeah. Highest paid right tackle in football, right? Yep. Can't pass block. These five together, yeah, right? Yet. Yep. Okay. That's a problem. Should I go through the paychecks again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, so now, now you see. Well, we're not going to throw the ball that much to the guy who's making what? What's score? Twelve. Whatever we're 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 not gonna um, utilize throwing the ball that much for the quarterback that's making forty. Right, we're we're paying all these guys, and then slowly we're starting to see the picture of what we got here. You're
1: leading to a path though that I think it's unintentional, but you're leading right to this path. Do you know what it is? Well, my path is you got a good Tebow. It's back to the Tebow time. Basically, my path is Sean Payton will be looking for a new GM. Oh, um... You're paying all this money. Who signed off on those contracts? Who signed off on these trades? Is Sean Payton happy with what he has? After training camp, can Sean Payton look over this roster top to bottom and say, good job, George? No, he can't. No, but we knew that. We already knew that. Well, oh, okay. he's come to find that out. And you know what he wants? He wants his guys. So guess what Sean Payton's going to get? He's going to get someone that can get him his guys. All right. But, I mean, you know, George
3: Payton's not going to get Sean Payton his guys. I mean, George Payton's fighting Sean Payton on guys. I mean, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably getting along pretty good right now. Uh, why, though?
1: I think They're doing if, it because George is in save-your-job mode.
3: If they win six games, you know, of course, we're going to clear the decks. Yeah, yeah. Ain't yeah. no doubt about it. You
1: win eight games,
3: you win six games, you're moving on from Russ, and you're just licking your wounds, and, you know, George is gone, and the whole thing. You win eight games, things get sticky. You win ten games, and then, you know, even if you don't make the playoffs, even nine games, everybody coming back. Everybody's coming back, including Russ, and, you know, we'll just ride the wave the best that we can. That's the reality of the situation. So what's the best path to win games? We just saw it. They're gonna run the heck out of the ball. Run They're the ball. Short little passes. You really got to use Jaleel McLaughlin, and then you got to. You, you cannot make stupid mistakes, these You cannot. Things got to go your way at halftime. Whatever that mess was, which was an absolute
2: mess. 49ers broadcast. They could have looked at that last time, last play, to see if there was time left on the clock, but there would have had to be two seconds on the clock, as the NFL rules, Rock and yeah. not. One second, Zane Gonzalez, well, strong legged kicker, will pick up a touchback. Yeah,
0: for the human error element. Exactly. It would, I think, you know, it's preseason for the officials, too. I think in, in a What game. the
1: heck are these guys talking about? Did you just call him T Rock? <laughs>
3: I think he did. But, <laughs> please, <laughs> what mysterious NFL rule are they talking about that you need to have two seconds on the clock, not one, to review a play? They're doing a college football rule.
1: That's what they're saying. Do you That's, think it's as simple as that? Because this is a college football rule, yes, for sure. Yes. I think it's as simple as them making a mistake. I do not, con- no I do conspiracy not theory subscribe here. to the, this conspiracy theory. There are others, but oh, not this no, one. No doubt. Not this one. I no, mean, We can no. get to the moon later. These guys, these guys dummied up and said something wrong. Period. Based on End of story, we think it's a college thing. Yeah, it's a college thing, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, in and, and two seconds. And they would say it and not really think it through, and there you go.
3: Yeah, our guy uh, Chad Brown rolling in. Don't Chad leave Brown. Quite, don't leave quite yes, We'll get Adam Schefter here in a second. Chad, I'll just throw it your way, man. You have sure. broadcast college games and NFL games. Correct. You have played in the league um, until Bill Bel- Belichick wanted to eat blueberries or something and cut you, or grapes, I think it was, something like that. Have you ever heard of this rule where you can't review something if there's only one second left on the clock at halftime?
4: That was brand new for me. (laughs) Right? Yes. I thought I'd, you know, when the rules change, I go to the NFL site. I look at all the rule changes uh, for both college and NFL. I try to stay on top of that so I don't make a you-know-what of myself during a broadcast and not understand some Isolated rule? I have no idea. It you know was what? brand new to me.
3: Guys, Drew, and K- we got to reach out to Papa in San Francisco and see where the hell he came out with that. Seriously. Maybe we can reach out to him and just be like, uh, where did you get that from? And, boy, it would be, I'd feel so much better if I just knew he made a mistake and he was confusing a college rule with an NFL rule. You know, uh, you know what? we don't even have to have him on. Just, maybe he can just clarify what the heck was going on. We're going to have Schefter on here in a second. Well, I'll ask Adam, too, if he's ever heard of this before. I bring it up only to make – that was a big deal for
4: the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah, It was, it was a game-changing moment. There was a reason why Sean Payton was upset with the refs at halftime. yelling at them. Yeah, so why is the
3: 49ers broadcast seemingly sticking up for the refs?
4: It just seems weird to me. As a broadcast crew who's ever broadcasting the game – the officials who are doing the replay, and they come by and say, hey, if there's anything quirky that happens during the game, right. we'll send somebody down right. to inform you what's going on. And that's why I brought that up, because this was explained on the Niners broadcast after halftime. There we go. Someone came to the, to Not them. at the moment that it happened. It was after halftime. Well, they're busy at the moment getting all their stuff taken care of, but as soon as that's done, they'll send somebody to the broadcast booth to give you the details of why that went down or how it went down. Is this a new NFL rule? Um, I'm, not aware of the, I, I, I'm not aware of this one. I've got to do some more research. I've got to be prepared if this comes up again. See, so I, I don't even understand how it can make any
3: logical sense. Like, what's so special about... One second. Yeah, well, college football, it is. It is a rule in college football. Um, well, if this comes up in the regular season, it would lead Sports Center. <laughs> I, I reached out to Steve Levy about it, mm-hmm. and he said, yeah, college, yes. He hadn't heard of it in the pros. And then he said he did well, not. Well,
1: wouldn't they have gone, the officials, Chad, have gone and explained it to both broadcast teams? They should, yes. Right. That's why I reached out to Steve, because that would have made the most logical sense. Right, right.
3: So to me, again, and we're going to have uh, Adam on here in a second. Listen, man, if you're the Broncos, like, these type of things are killer. Like, this offense, guys, if they're going to win games this year, yeah, this. if you're the Chiefs and you're scoring 30-plus points, I mean, kind of like, you know, whatever. Who cares, right? I mean, what are the Broncos going to average points per game this year? 20? 20, 21. A guy, Adam Schefter from ESPN. Hi, Adam, how are you?
2: DMAC, Chad. How are we doing?
3: Fantastic. We're we're doing good. I want to play you something. Adam Schefter is presented by Twin Peaks. So we had a really quirky situation with the Broncos-Niners preseason game. And on the Niners broadcast, Sean Payton was very upset that um, they had spiked the ball. The Broncos had spiked the ball with one second to go, but the refs didn't give it to them. After, After halftime was over... Here is, um, what's his name, Papa? What's his first name? I'm forgetting his first Greg name. Greg Papa. Greg Papa, thank you.
2: Greg Papa on the Niners broadcast of the game said this, Adam. They could have looked at that last time, last play, to see if there was time left on the clock, but there would have had to be two seconds on the clock as the NFL rule T rock and yeah. not one second. Zane Gonzalez, well. strong-legged kicker, will... Pick up a touchback, yeah,
0: for the human error element. Exactly, it, like, it would. I think you know it's preseason for the officials too. I think in in a real game, Adam,
2: uh, the, the is this a rule you're aware of? No, I never heard that before. Me neither. Chad, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you? No, brand new for me as well. Okay, yeah. I just. So how the heck does that get on their broadcast? I I I'm not much of a rules buff. I could not explain how that goes. I, 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 I never heard that before either. I don't know. Um, you know, sometimes things surface during the course of the game. You're like, well, wow, I didn't know that. Like the tuck rule. Oh boy. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Right? Like, right. Um, and I guess it's better to point out these things in the preseason if that's indeed the case. Well, I reached um, out to
3: Steve Levy too and asked him and he said, yeah. yes, it's a college rule. And Steve's done a million college games. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't aware of it in the, in the pro game. And um, listen, I'm just trying to figure it out because Sean Payton was upset about it. So, and I, yeah. I just don't know if this is really a rule or not a rule. Because first of all, it doesn't seem to make
2: any sense whatsoever. But, well, bo- well, but by the way, did, did Sean know about it? Because I'm sure coaches, coaches, no rules. Like I, I look hear what he has to say about it. Well, he said this after the game. I
0: don't enjoy when we can't get a simple end to half situation correctly officiating. So, no, I don't. I like. Being friendly with those guys, but man, then we get a substitution. We're trying to—if you sub on offense, the defense has a chance to make a substitution. There's a sub that takes place on the touchdown pass at the end of the game, and they're right at the line of scrimmage, you know. So it's preseason for the officials as well as it is for us. So focused on yeah. us, really. There's there's a number of things, right?
3: it kind of went on like that. Yeah. Um, I'll you know I'll be out of the Broncos tomorrow. I mean I'll I'll dig around on it, but but officially. I've talked to you, yeah. Adam Schefter, Steve Lee, who's done the game. Uh, who else did I talk to? A couple of other NFL guys. Nobody's ever heard of this before. But yet there's uh, Greg Papa rolling it out on the Niners broadcast like, duh. And, uh, yeah, okay. Well, that, that changed the course of this preseason game. Adam, the only reason I even bring it up, because who cares, is a preseason game. But Sean yep. Payton did say, Adam, through the course of the week, the results matter. The results matter. And I don't know how many coaches I'll ask you that you run into that really
2: share that honest opinion about preseason games. Well, you know, I I think most of them don't really care about it. I mean, I think that that's really the deal. Um, You know, you're like, (laughs) I think that the biggest thing coaches care about is just making sure you get out clean, safety, safely, no injuries, no real guys lost. Like, that, that's what you want. I mean, yeah, do you want your team to play well? Yes. Do you want it to make a mistake? Yes. You know, do you want to look crisp and clean? All those things? Yes. Um, but do you want to win? I mean, yeah, you, you like to win, yeah. Uh, of course. But, you know, that that's the situation. You know, we'll see.
4: All right, Adam. Uh, well, I think uh, Harbaugh and Baltimore may disagree about the results not inviting from the preseason, what they get when win 26 in a row. After the NFL <laughs> reduced the preseason schedule just to three games, then joint practices were all the rage. But now we're seeing the first beginning pushback or kind of excusing our way out of joint practices. Aaron Donald's not going to participate this week with the Broncos. The Saints and Texans, they've called off yep. joint, their joint practices. What's the feeling around the league about mm. the the how this is going to evolve going into the future? Well, you know,
2: uh, to your point, Chad, I, I think that we saw this uh, trend here where it just seems like there's a rush of all these teams to plan these joint practices and you could execute a lot more and obviously see different faces and different styles and uh, different uh, all sorts of attacks. Um, But now everybody seems to be doing it every single week. And now these teams are canceled The Patriots just didn't feel like they could go through with it. Um, And and then uh, the other one was canceled as well. I'm not sure the reasoning, but I, I think, you know, at the start of a summer, I'm going to guess you have all this, all this, all these goals in mind that you want to set out to do, and I think that that teams probably at certain instances they feel comfortable with where they're at, uh, and they have different goals at that particular time. Adam uh,
3: Schefter from ESPN <laughs> our Insider, I'm looking at the Taylor Swift thing. That's pretty funny, um, Adam. Um, okay, so what's the future then? You think for the NFL in preseason? how close do you think the NFL is to an 18-game season, two preseason games, I don't know, just making what seems like an inevitable move to that
2: direction? Well, you know, I I think it was a big step to go from four games, preseason games to three. It was a big step to go from 16 to 17. Um, The owners are always going to look to increase – Inventory on regular season revenue producing games if they can. Um, I I think everybody would agree that three preseason games is, uh, you could argue, anywhere between one to three too many. I mean, college football doesn't play any preseason games. They just go right into the season. Um, You can make the case that maybe that's the case. You you could do, again, joint scrimmages. Hey, maybe these, you know, you're going to practice one week against. The Falcons another week against the Panthers, and then you're get ready for the season. Like no preseason games. I, it, it's just a question of where they want to take it. I, I think we'd all would agree. I mean, the one thing I've seen in my le- years covering the league, and and uh, um, is that the league never stops evolving. It mm-hmm. never stops looking for ways to make money. It never looks never stops looking for ways to change things and uh, try to. Try to improve them certainly from a financial standpoint, from you think from a fan standpoint, but nothing stays the same. So right now we're at three preseason, seventeen regular season. Could it be two and eighteen? Absolutely. Do I think we're close to that? I haven't heard that at all. So, but it wouldn't surprise you if there's a movement to get to there.
3: All right, Adam. Um, hey, you got countdown, huh? We're doing all that back at that. Yeah,
2: first first Monday night countdown of the season tonight, seven o'clock Eastern. Uh, before the Ravens and the
3: Commanders, and we'll see how that goes. And yeah, it should be exciting. <laughs> well, I see uh, Michelle Beisner Buck, and Michelle's obviously yep. a, a pal of ours from back in the day, yep. so I'm glad she's uh, joined the crew. And uh, Scott Van Pelt is great, so it looks like you got a assortment of uh, fine fellows and uh, a, a, a talented young lady on the broadcast. So, looks good, Monday Night Countdown. Here we go again,
2: Adam, for you guys, huh? It, it's it should be another great year. Happy to just keep doing this for another year. Uh, been doing it since nineteen ninety. It's thirty three years. D Wow. So dude, come a long on. time. You know, like 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 I've been doing this since you know before Chad was a freshman at Boulder. What year are you a freshman at Boulder?
4: Nineteen
2: eighty eight. Okay. Well, not I, I, I that I right. started <laughs> I started covering. I started covering uh, football at the Rocky Mountains in 1990 so you 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 got me by about two years there, there we go
3: hey real quick sorry I just it just hit me have you yeah. talked to Mike Shanahan since your uh love we loved your rant which was going to be my question yeah. before Mac cut me off but go ahead sorry Chad <laughs> I apologize sorry just thinking things the last minute um we loved your rant we played it endlessly here on the fan I'm curious if yeah, you I, if you have talked about-
2: I I heard from some uh Hall of Fame voters who are not really happy about it, but okay. Oh,
3: (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, Well, I'm just curious if you talked to Mike, but now I'm kind of curious more about
2: what the Hall of Fame voters said. No, no, I spoke to Mike. Yeah, I spoke to Mike. Uh, And, you know, Mike is so gracious about all these things, in all honesty. Like, you know, he understands. He's very even keeled about all these things. Uh, He was great about it. And, uh, you know, he knew that, you know, Buddy Parker is certainly a worthy Deserving candidate, he he uh, read more about him and learned all about him and was you know very impressed with his credentials and obviously I think it's disappointing for all the people who know Mike and feel like he belongs and you know and again you know here are the two points that I want to emphasize and this is what I said to uh, one of the voters that called me I said number one you know I believe a lot of this uh, is contingent upon who is your presenter you know whoever's presenting Mm -hmm. you. I think uh, that that can be a big advantage or disadvantage to any particular candidate. So that that's one thing that that I think is just inherently unfair in the process. Some presenters have more credibility and experience than others. Um, and I think that th- that's always been an issue. Uh, you know, I voted for four years or so. I, I noticed that when I was a voter and there were people who were worthy, who had... Presenters who, you know, weren't as experienced and um, and uh, went from there. And then the other thing is I, I just hate to see people who are delayed, like who deserve it, like yeah, Mike. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, unfortunate, and that's the way it goes.
3: All right, Adam, uh, have a great show, and we will talk to you next week. We appreciate Thanks, guys. it. guys. Have a great week. Talk then. That's Adam Schefter, who is presented by Twin Peaks. I'm sorry to steal your thunder there, my friends. That's
4: okay. You know, you know I was going to ask a good question. It was such a controversial, you know, uh, rant by Adam. I know. Uh, I thought it had to be addressed. And I figured he, folks would, some of those voters, because he talked about egos and the players in the front office. Well, I mean, media guys got egos too. Particularly Hall of Fame voters. That's, the dude, they ride on that. The dude that was
3: voted in. No offense to him. I'm sure right? he's He's been dead for 40 years, mm-hmm. not like eligible for 40 years.
4: He's been dead for 40 years. And that was part of Adam's point. This process <laughs> needs to be reevaluated. This is ridiculous. I mean, your grandson's coming up. Your great-grandson's coming up and accepting an award for you. It's preposterous. Yeah. Dead mm-hmm. for 40 years. Mm-hmm.
3: His, his, his great-grandson maybe have never met him. Possibly. And he's accepted
4: for him. Yes. Very proud of my great-grandpa. I have never knew my great-grandfather. But I heard he was a great man. And that's not what I heard. And a really good coach.
3: <laughs> my grandpa. <laughs> <though. laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Never mind
0: great-grandfathers. It's, it's the drive of the fan. <laughs> You're listening to The Drive on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Steve it's Chad Brown.
3: Sitting with my woman. They couldn't help me with my life. Yeah, Black Sabbath. Yeah, What a day, man. What a day. What a day, Chad Brown. Overall, you're great on the Broncos for that uh, preseason game with the Whatsy. Oh. What are you giving that one?
4: Overall, I would give it a. I give it a B. Give it a B. Give it a B. Give it a B. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why? Russell Wilson continues to make progress in the Sean Payton offense. The ability to run um, and not injure himself uh, was clear, which was great. Um, The running back rotation, Jaleel presents a skill set that is undeniable. And, you know, just last week I was thinking, how is this guy going to make the team? I know you can run the ball, but chances are as a third running back or fourth running back, whatever you're going to be, you're going to have to play special teams role. Right? Uh, He's explosive enough where he's going to have a game day role. So special teams begins to move to the side. Uh, Offensive line continues to be a concern. Um, And defensively, I thought it was a solid effort. Uh, Garcia and Henderson were good. Uh, the edge guys were good, so yeah, I feel very comfortable with a solid B. This is what I expected from a Sean Payton coached football team. I didn't expect there were any glaring deficiencies. There was nothing awful out there. The offensive line still needs work. Um, nor there was nor was there anything truly exciting because they're not trying to lighted up on the scoreboard I think the Steelers scored what 28 first half points or something mm-hmm. um not that that was a bad thing but I didn't expect the Sean Payton team to be either super exciting nor awful and they're right where I expect them to be
3: I totally agree I I when after I watched the game again it, you get kind of emotional when you know at the end of a game right you lost the game you know oh, it feels bad nobody likes losing a game I mean you lost a game where if uh che could just get a couple of first downs. You're fine. And then what, Trey Lance? Trey Lance of all people? Trey Lance is leading a couple, two,
4: you know, uh, down the field sort of drives for touchdowns. and Third pick in the draft. It's it's okay to say you got beat by the third pick in the draft right, in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. You got game. my guy
3: Ayuk jumping off, uh, you know, in his street clothes onto the field and like, ah, that two-point conversion is now going to be from 17 yards away. Of course, they don't get that. So, yeah, like, all right, we're, we're going to win the game. And it's like, oh. The three and out. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, but our defense is certainly going to whoop. Nope. 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 And then you get some kneel downs and, you know, walk-offs and bleh. And so you feel kind of like bleh after the game because, you know, you want your team to win. But winning doesn't matter. I mean, there's literal analytics and data showing that. It's just a. Doesn't
4: matter. Well, the Ravens are going for what twenty five in a row tonight,
3: though. <laughs> okay, so it's a stupid record they seem to care about, but but it just doesn't. It truly doesn't. The concept is we want to have a winning culture. It doesn't count, but it matters. Yeah, yeah, but it it doesn't matter.
4: I, no, I mean, it, it does. Yeah, I don't think so. The wins or the preseason? What are we talking here? The wins. No, the wins don't matter. The, the preseason overall, it definitely matters.
3: I think the tone, the communication, how things come in, come out. That's why it was so disappointing at the end of the half to get jobbed on that whole thing. First of all, the referee, just call a touchdown, dude. Just raise your hand, it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You can always go back and look at it again and straighten it out. Why negatively impact a game at all and take some sort of... Do you see where he spotted it, too? Like, ref, really? Seriously?
4: You you know it was three inches away from the goal line. As it was said during the broadcast, it's the preseason for the officiating crew. Yeah, okay. Well,
3: that's the... the, Okay. But then then you have this weird, like, spike rule. Right. And I don't blame Sean Payne for being upset about that. Never mind the, the Niners broadcast just apparently making stuff up, unless we can get some confirmation about it. But I'll tell you, man, that's a bummer because... Chad, that would have been a dynamic scoring opportunity to go into halftime and likely the Broncos win the game if if they get a touchdown there. And that would have been a cool moment, too, because I think Sean Payton would have gone for it, not kicked a field goal. You know, like, here we go. We got one play at the one-yard uh-huh. line. Let's stick it in. That's, that's like yeah. –
4: you like, feel good about that. Like, you, let's go. You go into the locker room, feeling good about yourself. You charged up. That momentum carries into the second half. I hear all that you're saying. Absolutely.
3: What, what culture are we looking at? Messed up referee and not getting calls. Things aren't going our way. And that just feels like that's all the crap we've been looking at for seven years. Well. Not Sean Payton's fault.
4: This team's got to find a way to overcome that. Then, I mean, then, there's, then, There's lessons still be learned even in those circumstances, though.
3: Virgil's hurt and he's going to have to have some. Meniscus surgery.
4: Oh, I yeah, saw that. Yeah. Meniscus hurts, man. Uh, it does, but once they clean it up, it tends to be better. And okay. It's not, it's not uh, of the knee things to damage where you can get a surgery and come back, that's probably the best one. Listen,
3: we've got a bigger issue with, we've got a bigger issue with everything. We'll dig back into the specifics of the promise, but I want to go through, like, a bigger issue with just
4: everything. I mean, what's everything? Everything football related or everything in the, on the planet? What's... How big are we going here, my friend?
3: You know, just look at me and you can see the problems just they, 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 well, I mean,
4: we were doing our text thread about, you know, the concept of time and how it's elastic and it's a concept. I mean, you know, so how big are we going? How deep down the rabbit hole are we going to? Pretty
3: damn big. Find out details next. (laughs)
0: Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan Presents, The Drive. Feels
4: a little bit like that DC sound, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. All right. You you were off track last time I sat in the chair, KJ. But now you're bringing it back. There we go. This is what we need. More of this. little outstanding gap band.
3: Doing the buck. EU. I go back. Days.
4: This is not that song, but it's okay. No, I know it's not, but it's that same. Yes. That DC. Go, go. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Chad Brown, KJ. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing you saw on TV this weekend, KJ. Just curious. Kind of, a, kind of an interesting sports weekend. It, it was. Um, oh, my gosh. It's, it's, and I, I hope the listeners don't take this the wrong way. but Oh, they will. <laughs> the fact that we have ties in preseason well, what are we doing? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm well, so cuz that's where I was going to get to too, the the big thing, not in my life. Which... <sighs> I'll tell you about that later. Preseason football, we
4: got some issues. Oh, give give it to me cuz Ah, I've heard you expound about special teams. Well,
3: listen, man. I've heard seeing you... guys carted off. this the fullback. Seeing dudes carted off makes, mm-hmm. it makes me want to throw up. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, putting a timeout on that meaningless game was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, man, do we have an update on, on um, that situation there? Um, as far as I know, Isaiah Bowden, he tweeted out and said that, you know, thanks for all the well wishes. I'm fine. Okay. Um, so, as of right now... He's just going through the stages of recovery. There's no exact timetable on when yeah, that, to be that the, stuff uh, is so scary, though, man. Because of, you know a million different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad, Darren, I think these preseason games are stupid. Oh, you've said this before. Okay, and we're we're doing all this to figure out the practice squad and the last four guys on the team. College plays no preseason games. And everybody seems to, you know, watch week one just fine in college football. Seems to be, hey, everybody's lining up. You know, the CU will play no preseason games aside from scrimmages against themselves before they, you know, get a 50-burger hung on them by TCU. Sorry. Ouch. Sorry. Truth, Ouch. Truth hurts. Kill you with truth. I think they just got to go. I think you, I think they got to go.
4: College football does have spring practice, spring ball. Okay, and there's padded practices
3: during the spring. Okay, talk to me. I'm, I'm all for OTAs or mini camps with pads if if that's what you need to do. Is that what you're suggesting?
4: I'm not suggesting it, but I'm saying that gives them a an off season opportunity to do some evaluation. There's also much okay. larger Oops. roster sizes, so you can do more scrimmage type of stuff without the you know. Concern that would occur in the NFL. Expand
3: the spring rosters to get some human tackling dummies out there. If that's if that's what you need, because <laughs> you we care about you we don't care about. Oh, well, I mean, Coach Stukes told me that's to my face. But, but you know, I said Sertan should be returning punts. I'm like, what do you want me to get fired? Now, Jarbar will take care of that. I didn't say that, but it was about to happen. And then he goes, uh, "Who do you want, you know, to put out there?" And that's where it got to uh, our, our Hall of Famer. What's his name? Oh, my God. That was my, that was my head. I'll get it. Kendall Hinton. He was like, ah, Sertan, no, but Hinton, sure. <laughs> that was the funniest comment. As, as, the, as if the life of Kendall Hinton was less worthy than, you know, than Patrick Sertan. But to your point, though, this is the choice that coaches make. Every preseason game. It's too much, man. It's just too long. It's too much. They've already shrunk it. Can you believe, this is a true fact that I bet people don't know, preseason used to be six games. There used to be a, can you believe that you used to be a six-game
4: preseason? I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to... Screw up the number. But that Bill Belichick quote from a couple weeks back where he he said they did 65 padded practices. The
3: NFL used to have 150 dudes in training camp. Yeah. They're all insurance salesmen smoking heaters in the parking lot coming in to try to get in shape. I mean, it was
4: different back then. They did 65 padded practices before the first game.
3: You weren't allowed to have
4: water until August.
3: <sighs> no, it was it was it was nuts. I was there at a Super Bowl when Belichick is just such a oh my god with Belichick. Talking like, you know, we used to have
4: three prac three a days. Yes. Three a days. I did three days at CU. <laughs> So stupid, and I'm, man. I'm still relatively young. Dude, it wasn't
3: that long ago. I'm watching Josh McDaniels roll out the two a day padded practices. Yeah. I go, like, what are you doing, man? My rookie year in Pittsburgh. We're doing one on ones, dude, at 10
4: a.m. and yeah. then at 4 p.m. Yes. I did two days in pads for two weeks in a row. Nuts. Insanity. Yes. And I thought, maybe this NFL thing ain't for me. Yeah, I got you. Gotcha. <laughs> maybe I, I mean, ain't go for this. I get it. Yeah.
3: Didn't you in high school just go somewhere as a team and just hit the crap out of each other for like four or five days? No, we didn't go anywhere. We didn't, you didn't do anything? You know, we were, We. I'm from the hood, man. Come on. Oh, man, come on. You could have gone to... Where? I don't know. Who was <laughs> going to pay for this? Where were we going to go? I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't there a park somewhere, a camp, or a lake, or... A <laughs>
4: This whole those on the lake. This whole go away for training camp in high school. That's like movie stuff. That's that's a whole different. My, my high
3: school was broke ass broke, and they found some sort of place to there was, go in the woods. No one's
4: going to welcome thirty three dudes from the hood <laughs> to their, their campsite to practice football. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we managed to win thirty two in a row despite I, not going the, away. The John Murrow, mighty John, John Muir, Murrow, mighty mighty, 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 mighty mighty Yes. Mighty, mighty, yes.
3: I got it. This is—it's just got to go, man. I like—I like the joint practices, but the Rams. I don't know if the Rams are even gonna, you know, care about the joint practice. Aaron I'm not Donald's surprised. Not,
4: Aaron Donald's not even gonna be here. Yeah, I won't be surprised if it's reduced to just one.
3: Yeah, and now teams are canceling
4: their joint Saints practices, and, and
3: Texans are practice, practice canceling theirs. The Patriots and Titans are just like that's enough of that. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, forget it. Yeah. S- just stop already. Start training camp in August, not July. Have joint practices, not games. Hold special events or joint practices at night at the stadiums to sell tickets. You go to one place, you host one place. You have your football night. You have your football night. Make as much money as you can. You could broadcast it locally, which would be cool. Make it an event. You know, like kind of like the the Pro Bowl is let the Mannings just figure out preseason. I guess they figured out the Pro Bowl and how that works and, and just let it go. Do it like the do, spring you sold out their spring. Game. Sounds good, man. Do yeah. a spring game and have 18 regular season games. OK, because if you're it, it, it's no big deal, your 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 year would still be the same. And hey, you brought up an interesting thing. I don't know. Maybe you should have some padded practices in the spring and thump a little bit, okay? Maybe that's a change you can make. It ain't going to happen, but well, well, I'll tell you this: this sucks right now. What's going on right now is terrible. Now it I, is
4: terrible. But I will say this: football the last couple of years, from a from an older football perspective, it is a, it's the product's not great. It's exciting, but it's not great football. And as we begin to chip away at preseason games and chip away at practice schedules and chip away at off season programs. The resulting football is not high-level football, but it's fun to watch. Dude. It's exciting. Lots of points.
3: Dude, Shepter just did this to us again. He had breaking news he kept from us last week, and now he has breaking news that he's not he could have told us like a half hour ago. Unbelievable. This is huge news. We'll kick it off with football at four next.